We Win presents the Winner's Circle Podcast. The Winner's Circle Podcast, a weekly women's empowerment podcast geared toward uplifting, encouraging, and inspiring women to live purpose-driven lives. We have healthy conversations to unpack our issues in a safe space and achieve both personal and professional breakthroughs. The conversations are different here at the Winner's Circle. We look forward to conversing with you. Hey, 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 what's up, winners? It's your girl here, Tab Manning, and we are here back at We Win Presents, the Winner's Circle podcast, because you know that here at the Winner's Circle, the conversations are different. And so, winners, you know that this month in August, I said that I wanted to focus on health and wellness of a woman. Um, I feel that it's very important, especially within this season and this time that we are in, to really make sure that we are tuned in with our bodies, to really make sure that we're tuned in with our spirits and, of course, with our minds. And so in order to do that, we want to make sure that we're doing things like putting good things on the inside, um, which includes, you know, the foods that we're eating, um, the nourishments, the vitamins and all of the stuff that we're drinking, that we're given, getting enough physical activity. Because I know for many of us, we don't have that hustle and bustle um, if we're still sheltering in place or working from home. So we want to make sure that we're getting out and that we're being active. And then lastly, of course, you know, what are we doing for our minds to stimulate our minds? Are we meditating? What are we reading? What are we studying what are we putting on the inside because what we're putting on the inside of us is just as important as what we're doing on the outside and so last week we had an interview and we had a great friend of mine Leisha for short um, the health and fitness coach who shared with us all of the great things that she's doing um, with gardening and homeschooling her boys and how she was able to really turn her health around after having uh, medically induced lupus by changing and going to a raw diet Um, It was a great interview. So if you haven't listened in, make sure that you tune into that. And this week, guys, I definitely have a major surprise and just a great guest that's going to come and share some great information with us. Um, I actually found this jewel in my own backyard, literally. Um, I'll just share a bit about how I came to find her. Um, We're actually neighbors and I was on the Nextdoor app and I had been interested in purchasing some sea moss. I wanted sea moss because I've been hearing all of the great things and all of the great benefits that sea moss does for us. And as I've shared with you guys um, throughout the podcast and over the course of the last few weeks, I've really been on this health and fitness journey. One, I wanted to lose weight, but two, I really wanted to build up my immune system. At 40 years old and having recovered from uterine fibroids um, during UFE back in October, I felt that it was really important for me to change my lifestyle so that I could make sure that my fibroids do not come back. Um, after dealing with them for over 10 years, one of the things that my doctor said to me was to make sure that I was incorporating you know, more of a... Uh, green leafy vegetable and a raw diet, um, getting rid of processed foods and, um, you know, sugars and, and all of those things that are not good for us anyway. But she said, listen, if you don't want these things to come back, you're going to have to start doing the right things um, and taking care of yourself. So with that being said, I was really looking for sea moss because I was doing a smoothie cleanse. And 
lo and behold, as I'm on next door, I see an advertisement about someone who lives in my neighborhood who makes sea moss. And so I reached out to her and, you know, we kind of connected and I got my sea moss. And I must say that um, in less than a week, half of the jar is already gone. <laughs> and um, I'm very impressed with it. I literally felt the benefits of it on day one like the first smoothie that i had and this is probably tmi but i was right in the bathroom and i was like wow this thing works quick so i've just noticed things like having more energy um i'm just noticing differences in my body you know when i'm doing my workouts and things like that and so i can honestly say guys you know when i put my stamp on someone or when i put my stamp on a product or a service it's because i've tried it and it's worked for me and therefore i feel the need to share it with you so I know that was a very long introduction, um, but today we have a very special guest. Her name is Nikki Bell, also known as the Modern Medicine Woman, and she is an herbalist and founder of Teeny Herbs, LLC. Nikki comes from a lineage of woman healers. She's often referred to as the Modern Medicine Woman. Nikki believes in the diversity of herbalism and incorporating her Southern roots with plant medicine from around the world. Being passionate about women's health, she draws inspiration from the many complaints of today's woman and how to reduce things such as menstrual ailments, increase fertility, and reduce stress levels. So I told you guys you were in for a treat today, and here she is. Hi, Nikki. How are you? Hi, Tab. I am doing so great, and I am happy to be a part of your podcast. I'm just I'm just thrilled anytime I get the chance to get the message out and speak to women in my community I'm going to take it so thank you for having me on your show oh you're absolutely welcome and thank you so much for being here um here at the winner's circle I always say that the conversations are different and so we do have you on here of course to talk about your awesome company and all of the things that you're doing and then also whatever comes up in between because here at the winner's circle we talk about a little bit of everything <laughs> great Yep. So let's go ahead and jump right on in. Um, tell us, who is Nikki Bell? What's your background, your education, all of that good stuff? Tell us who Nikki is. Yes. Yeah, so um, my background is, as you mentioned, I do come from a lineage of women healers. Um, I grew up in a rural town in North Carolina where people did not have much. So we learned to make do of what you did have and what grew in your backyard or what you could literally you know grow yourself so I was raised by my grandparents and they just really taught me that notion of farm to table and it really instilled within me a love for cooking so I've spent most of my career actually being a personal chef and then I the call came to me to be a healer probably about eight years ago and I was like oh my god I don't want to I don't want to and my ancestors were like no you have to you don't have a choice you can do this the same way you create meals in the kitchen that help people heal you can take those same herbs and help people heal so I really like to refer to myself as a modern medicine woman because um, oftentimes when people think of herbalism or herbalist they get you know a thing of like Erica Badu or this hippie who lives in the forest and that kind of <laughs> thing and although I do embrace those ways and I don't say that to knock anyone who does but I'm a little eclectic so some days I may walk out the house with a head wrap and some days I may not necessarily embrace that boho and that, that hippie style so 
So I also like to call myself a hormone healer because I really do like to work with women and help them um, balance their hormones. Even with men, men too, their hormones do become unbalanced as they get older. I'm actually also trained as a doula. So as a doula, I'm a birth worker. So for any woman who is planning to conceive or is currently pregnant, I'm able to come in and help with the birth plan and be there present on birth just to make sure that all of her desires are met while she's birthing really just a voice for the woman and the birth and the child before it comes over to earth side i'm also a an intuitive reader and spiritual advisor so sometimes when individuals are feeling stuck or they feel stagnant um, or down and depressed and they just don't know how to get over to the next side or hop over that hurdle i'm able to just help reach out with them kind of like in a coach in a sense but in a spiritual sure Mm -hmm. so just being able to read their energy and really just see what little nozzles need to be turned off or turned on and really just helping them get to the other side either if it's with spiritual bathing and cleansing or intuitive reading and, and using whatever spiritual mechanism that I can draw upon to help that individual level up and just evolve so I hope that answers your questions I know I'm a, I'm a woman of many modalities but those are just all of my life purposes I can no longer run from them absolutely and you know I think that it's so important that we embrace that right because so many times we are kind of pigeonholed to thinking that we only have one thing that we're supposed to focus on but I am a true believer that you know we have many gifts and many talents and I think that all of them somehow work together collectively right so it's like you don't have to just do one right you know they had that saying of jack of all trades and the master of none and I don't think that that's always the case I think that somehow all of the things that we have are again all working together so I think that it's amazing I mean there you're doing a little bit of everything it's like you you're like the holistic woman (laughs) there's um but yeah so I think that that's great and um I I hope that the listeners that's out there, like she said, you know, she's a doula. And I know that a lot of us women are leaning more towards having more of a natural birth, Um, especially if we weren't before. Definitely now with this COVID craziness and things that's happening. I know you don't want to go into a hospital right now and have a baby. I know I definitely wouldn't if I was with child. So um, I think that that's awesome that you're doing that. I think that, you know, we need more of that. And also to your point, when you said about being able to switch it up and be diverse, I'm with you because there are some days that I go outside and I'm like fully bohemian. Um, I recently locked my hair. And so it's, I know it's definitely, you know, for some people who've known me like all my life and now they see me with my new locks, they're like, what? (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know, a couple of years ago, you were still wearing sew-ins, but you know, it's just about, you know, kind of evolution. And, you know, I think that I'm in a different space and a different place of life right now. And my hair was just a part of that transition. So, and then some days, you know, if I got to get out and go to corporate America, I can pull it up and pull it into a nice bun or what have you. But, you know, being able to switch it up and not feeling like you have to just be you know one dimensional because I don't think any of us are one dimensional so thank you for sharing that you are welcome no we are not we are multi-dimensional beings just all being part of 
a multiverse in itself. So, and I, and I, and I do hate that, you know, you brought up a very good point that we feel like we have like one life purpose and we don't, we have life purposes. And so, you know, just being multifaceted beings and having developed so many skills from lifetime to lifetime just makes us be beings who can do a lot of things and master a lot of things and have our hands in a lot of different pots. So that is what I'm all about. One thing I'd like for you to um, just kind of elaborate on a little more, because you said it when you were talking about, um, you know, all of the things that you do and you said that you kind of first received the calling um, you know, into being an herbalist. And I have these conversations with women all of the time about women who are trying to figure out what their purpose is. Like I literally just had a conversation today, um, in a chat with my girlfriends and we were talking about how I was talking about my business and the things that I was looking back on some events that I've had. And I was like, man, like, you know, I really miss not having events this year. You know, I miss being able to kind of love on the women within my circle and having these workshops. I said, because it was a lot of work doing those things and you know, the hustle and bustle and all of that stuff. I said, I'd be tired. My back and body would be hurting, but I just felt like when it was all said and done that I was not like bothered by it because I was truly operating in my passion. Right. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that my girlfriend said to me, she was like, I just think that it's, you know, amazing that you have, you know, really identified what your passion is and what your purpose is. She was like, because I'm still struggling with that. And I'm not really sure, you know, as to what that is. And I get asked that question a lot and I've shared my, how I was able to identify it, but how did you know that you were called to be an herbalist? When did you really first feel that tug that, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do that's a good question I'm going to try not to make this a 30 <laughs> minute answer but um it really came to me the first the first vision that I received was when I was um visiting my mother's church um she was at that time she was going to an apostolic church and the man who was over um the church, I guess you could kind of call him like a pastor or he was the apostle or something of that nature. I don't quite remember his official title, but he was um, prophetic. He was, he gave prophetic word. Mm -hmm. And I think I had gone up for prayer, if I remember correctly. But anyway, I got slain out, laid out in the spirit as um, people would say. And while I was there, I really had this conversation, I guess as some might would say, a conversation with God or a conversation with my higher self. And I was told that I was going to be a healer. And this was very much probably like eight years ago, eight or eight or seven years ago. And I was, per I was perplexed. I was like, huh? Like, how am I going to be a healer? Like, <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm like, what does I, that mean? <laughs> yes. And I'm literally, you know, going back and forth. I was like, what does that mean? And I was, because all at that time, all I could understand a healer to be was how Jesus was and how he had healed the woman with the issue of blood. And that was the first thing that came to mind. And I'm like, what is somebody going to touch the hem of my garment? Like, I just couldn't, I couldn't fathom how I was going to heal people. And the voice said to me, no, with your hands. And I still was like, huh? I still was puzzled. And then the conversation came to an end. Um, and I just held, I really just held on to that nugget. 
And then maybe like a Sunday or two after that, I had a conversation with the pastor and I told him like what had happened. And he was like, yeah, you're going to be a healer. And I was like, how? And they were like, what you're doing now? It's just going to turn into something else. And at that time, I still had my corporate job and I was just on the um, cusp of like doing my personal chef business and working for clients. So I was kind of like, how is this going to turn into healing? How is this going to turn into something big? You know, I, I couldn't see it. And but I never let go of the conversation that was given to me. So then fast forward to maybe like about four years ago, um, I met this woman who came into my life to really serve as like my spiritual teacher who really helped me elevate my soul and grow and unpack all of the dead weight and childhood trauma and then through my workings with her um, on and off throughout the course of maybe about three years um, she shared because she also is um, intuitive and and receives prophetic messages she was you know spirit let her know that like you know I was going to be a healer I was going to really honor the ways of shamanism which is the Native American tradition of of healing and the way that Native Americans use plant medicine to really heal people on a physical mental and spiritual way and so I started to learn and study the ways and just slowly slowly started to begin with it and I started connecting with my ancestors more and saving space for them in my life and learning to hear their voice and and adhere to their guidance. So when I started to really follow that path, everything just laid out, like it all just started to just become a domino effect. Like one thing led to the next. And I ran from it because I couldn't get it. And I was kind of like, I don't get it. And I, nor do I want to go back to school and study herbalism. I don't want another mentor. I don't want to <laughs> do this. I make plenty of money being a personal chef. I don't want to start another mm-hmm. business. You know, I was kind of like, I don't want this. So I was like, ah. I really had that kind of attitude about it. But I couldn't run from it. So last year we went ahead and put up the website. I created my product line, but I spent so much time in my chef business that it just didn't grow the way I wanted it to. And it was there, it just had a presence, but I wasn't really doing anything with it. Honestly, the way that I needed to be until COVID came. When COVID mm. came and shut me right on down. Being Man, listen, uh-huh. <laughs> COVID has brought some COVID has brought so many things out of so many people. I mean, it's a terrible disease and and virus and all of that. But for many of us, we have definitely been able to pull things out of us that were dormant, things that we had, you know, like you said, like we talked about offline. We realized that time, you know, is something that we, you know, is, is going and it's going so fast and it's making us really step up and get things done. And it's allowing us clarity because we have to be still to kind of really see what we need to tap into, um, what we've been putting on the back burner and all of that. So I didn't mean to interrupt you, but yes, that COVID point was a great one. So please continue. (laughs) Yeah. So that, that was literally how it came because I spent most of my days preparing food, like being in and out of people's homes, working for corporate clients, dropping off lunches for them, um, birthday dinners, celebration, like anything we would have typically have have celebrated pre-COVID, I provided services for. But when we all had to start isolating um, and sheltering in place, 
my services were no longer necessary. And it's kind of like, okay, what am I going to do here? And I was like, now is the time because when I never had the time, now I have all of the time in the world to invest and to grow on my business. So when I started giving it my energy and we revamped the website a little bit and I added to the product line and I started being vocal about it on, the, on social media and with my friends and not shoving product down people's face or on my timeline but just really started spending more time about what I was passionate about and that was health and wellness particularly for women in color so when I started being vocal about that then people started to gain my trust and wanted to message me and and talk with me and speak with me and um, consult with me and really allow me to help guide them on a journey back to to wellness be if I was helping them with their uterine fibroids or getting pregnant or um, with polycystic ovarian syndrome or just painful crappy periods you know I just started to just dive into the path and the more I worked with people the more my intuition grew and my services grew you know to things that I hadn't even I wanted them but I was scared like I was like I, I enjoy helping people clean up their energy in a spiritual bath or in a cleansing and performing that ceremony and that rite but I'm like it's kind of creepy it's kind of weird in a sense because most people aren't familiar with it but it helped me get rid of the fear because now I own who I am and I'm like this is who I am call me the weird Nikki if you want to but this is me and I'm not gonna run from my life purposes anymore to make others feel comfortable I stand mm. in I stand in it and I own it and if what I do isn't for you that's okay because I know that when someone is ready I'll be right here waiting for them to help them elevate in the same way that others have done for me on the past in the past to get me to this point so Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that because I'm sure that there are people that's listening to this podcast right now who are in that same situation. They are running from their purpose. They are running from their calling. They are running from their true selves. And, you know, as a life coach, you know, we always talk about the fact of, you know, have being living in freedom, because at the end of the day, I think all of us want to live in freedom, right? Mm-hmm. We, yes. we, and when I say freedom, I mean, of course, financial freedom and all of that stuff, but more so freedom to be who we are unapologetically without feeling like we have to be a people pleaser, without feeling like we have to wear a mask and not be exactly who we are, whatever that, whatever that is and whatever it looks like. Um, so many things that you said resonate with me because I have a similar journey and a similar path. I can remember it's been quite some time now, maybe uh, whew, over 10 years now, I would say probably 10 or 12 years ago, maybe back in 2008 or 2009, um, when I was attending church and I was a praise and worship leader at the time. And similar to how you said, um, I was having dreams and I was having dreams about I was like in a pulpit or I was in front of a massive group of people and I was speaking and I was teaching and um, it scared the crap out of me because I was like, this is not what I'm going to be doing. Like at the point, and I say this all the time jokingly, but I was still dropping it like it's hot in the club. I was in church, but I was also still doing my thing. So I was like... There is no way that I'm called to preach. Yeah, I'm on the praise team. Yes, I'm working with teens and I love working with youth ministry, but 
a preacher, a pastor? Heck no. <laughs> Absolutely not. And um, it was funny because one of the women that were there, she had the gift, gift the prof- um, excuse me, she had the prophetic gift as well. And she came to me and she told me one day when I was speaking and kind of leading the praise and worship, she said, um, you're going to be in ministry. Like you're going to be a minister. And I was like, and it kind of freaked me out because again, like you said, I was running from it. Like I was having these dreams, but I was trying to brush them off. Like, oh, they're just dreams. You know, it's just because I'm in church. It's just because I'm up here. Maybe I'm just dreaming about, you know, doing praise and worship or leading. She was like, no, she was like, you're going to be in, she's like, you're going to be a minister. She said, but she said, you're not going to be the I guess typical minister because she said you're not going to be in the pulpit you're not going to be in the church your ministry is going to be amongst the people she said you're going to inspire women I will never forget this she said you are going to help women and she said and how you're going to help them is by essentially being your true authentic self she said everything from how you how you speak to you know your pain to what you've gone through in your life she was like down to she said you're going to um what was the word that she used you're going to influence them because you're not out here trying to you know look like anyone else but you know just your uniqueness and your genuineness and all of those things she said they're going to be drawn to you by those things and I was just like, uh, okay, but <laughs> like you just kind of, you know, brushed it off and tried to run from it from, for a very long time. And then finally in 2014, um, I stopped running from that calling and I did get ordained, um, as a minister and I did preach in church for a few years. And it's so funny because everything that she said manifested, like I was in the church from about 2000, I, let me see, I was ordained in 2014 and I, you know, I, I taught, I preached, um, you know, I was never a pastor. I never had a desire to be a pastor, but I was a minister. Um, I did work in youth ministry and I did work in women's ministry. And I did that at my church until 2019 is when I stepped down. But I felt like I had to step down because I felt like God was pulling me into a different direction. You know, I felt like I wasn't supposed to be within the church walls. I, I felt like I wasn't reaching enough women inside the church walls. And I felt like I had to get out of that box because there were women who would never step foot in a church, who would never be able to, you know, hear, you know, God's word or be loved on or any of that, you know, from me if I did not step outside of that. And so, since doing that, you know, there have been so many doors that have opened. Um, I've been able to kind of speak at different conferences and workshops and, you know, transitional homes and things like that. And so, like you said, you know, when, there comes to a point where you can't run from your purpose anymore. And I think there comes to a point, you know, like you said, you were able to kind of get that calling you know, when you were able to kind of put aside everything and really have that intimacy with God or with your higher power. And that's when they were able to speak to you. So that's pretty much what I tell people when they ask, you know, that's the long version of it. But, you know, when they say, well, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what I'm, you know, what, what am I here for? I said, you got to get close to your higher power. You got to seek God. And when you are able to seek him, he'll, t- he'll reveal it to you. But, you know, it has to be in a, at a time when, you know, you have all distractions and, you're able to really, really hear. So 
Yes, so we have a lot more in common than I than I actually thought. I'm glad that I asked you that question because I know it wasn't even on the list, but I felt inclined to ask you, and I'm so glad that you shared yeah. with us. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you'd be surprised. You'd be you'd be so surprised um, how that a uh, how that alignment works and what, how things really will just fall into place when you stop running. <laughs> Absolutely, mm-hmm. and I just think that I think there's there's no such thing as coincidence. I think that you know people's paths cross. Um, you know for a reason like even us meeting like you know because I literally I've been living out here um, for over 12 years uh, and I literally just joined next door again with COVID just kind of sitting around being bored but (laughs) I I joined next door maybe two months ago I had heard people talk about it all the time you need to join the next door app and you hear you, you get a lot of community information and so on and so forth and so finally I joined and like I said, you know, within a, less than a month of being on there, I met you. And I could have just got my seed moss and went about my business. But I was like, I want to know more about this young woman. I want to know, you know, which, what does she have going on? Because when you said you're an herbalist, I was I was like, I, I want to know more about that. <laughs> and so that's why I felt so inclined to be like, hey, do you want to be on the podcast and tell us about what you do? Because, again, just divine connectivity and, you know, just God just kind of orchestrating things. I feel like he just does that. So here we are. Yeah, and I I love it. I I won't pass down the opportunity to really just spread the gospel about evolving and leveling leveling up, changing your diet, um, unpacking baggage. Like I'm really all for women doing those things because I know and understand. No, I don't even understand. I understand that when we the women in our communities change the world will change and that that's because we just hold that type of power and so I know that just part of my life purpose is to really just help women see and understand their power and take back their power and all that was ever stole from them so that they can impact their own children and the generations that will come forth underneath them so I am all here for it I am Women's empowerment. I say when our mind, body, and spirit are in balance, we are unstoppable. We are on fire. There is nothing that we can't accomplish. There's nothing that we cannot get done. I mean, some of us are not even operating at 100% in each one of those areas, and we're still killing it. So imagine <laughs> when when all of those things are, again, in sync and in balance, and we're just, you know... When, when we're at that space where all of those things are working just the way they're supposed to work, we're unstoppable. Yes, totally, <laughs> God, totally. God knew what he was doing when he created us. So, mm-hmm. all right. Divine feminine energy. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. So tell us about Teeny Herbs. How did you get the name? Um, tell us about the business, your mission, your vision, the purpose, all of that great stuff. Sure. So Teeny Herbs is actually named after my great grandmother, uh, my father, my grandfather's mother, whom I've never met, but just in working um, with my spiritual um, teacher, you know, she would always have a message for me. And so I just felt like it was just old to her that I wanted to name my herbalism business after her because I just would always hear so many stories about the people she would help in the community and the things that she would do 
um, just with whatever she had in her kitchen or whatever she could grow or, or forage or harvest. So it just was not, it was just natural to name um, my business Teeny Herbs after her. That was her name, Teeny, uh, Teeny Pear Tree. So it was just, it just clicked for me. But Teeny Herbs is, is really an online apothecary and it's designed to really just help individuals restore wellness to their body. Um, we specialize in women's productive health, reproductive health, but we're providing all different types of herbal supplements from sea moss gel to elderberry syrup and supplements to help balance hormones for men and women. If you're looking for a deep body cleanse or wanting to get rid of parasites or, or detox the liver or cleanse the kidneys, um, all of those formulas are right there on the website and you'll receive full instructions on how to conduct those cleanses and what to do. So it's really just all about helping people restore wellness you know we live on a day-to-day hurried life basis where we don't invest in our food and and we did not sleep in well and our, we have poor quality of sleep and we're on our phones all the time that just emit this blue energy um, blue light and it just affects us and so when we start to feel run down and lethargic and or we start getting sick or we just have recurrent disease after disease after disease it's just time for a cleanup and I wanted to just really create some systems that would help people be able to do that plus serve as a guide to help doing so because I'm not here I can't do the work for you but I'm here to help guide you back to where it is you want to be so that when you wake up you feel like you're full of vitality you're in your 40s 50s 60s 70s and you feel like you're full of life you're not addicted to drugs and pain medications and can't hardly walk up a, a flight of steps you know because what good is it to age and you someone's pushing you around in a wheelchair you can't feed yourself or you Mm -hmm. your your hands are full of arthritis and you can't even open up a a bottle or or wash your back you know like that's that's not life to me so I really wanted to just be able to design things that would just help restore people's wellness back you know and get people off of pharmaceuticals yes because man it's crazy to me how, you know, we, I guess because, you know, we're the, we're the U.S., of course, and, you know, we are here in the West, but we want pills for everything, right? We are so conditioned to, oh, I don't feel well, let me take a pill. Oh, this is bothering me, let me take a pill. And like you said, you know, I, I'm 40, and I realized that, you know, there were some areas within my physical being that needed to be tended to, because I said, I don't want to be like you said, 50, 60, 70 years old and sickly, you know, of course we're going to age naturally, but I want to age naturally and gracefully. I don't want to be old and have to take, you know, 20 pills a day just to kind of, like you said, that's not life, you know, that that's not living to me. I want to be able to, um, still run around with my grandkids if I ever have any, you know, Mm -hmm. um, be able to get out here. You know, I say this, my, my son's grandmother, um, she had COVID. She, she, she had, um, 
contracted COVID um, early on in about March. And I, I'm not sure exactly how old she is, but I would I would say that she's probably in maybe mid to late 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, and this woman is like the epitome of health. She's still running Peachtree Road races and all of that good stuff. And so when she got COVID, you know, it, it took her down quite a bit. But, you know, she was a fighter. She got double pneumonia I think in both of her lungs but I think it's because of the fact that she eats well she takes care of herself she's still very physically active that she was able to beat this illness she never had to go on a respirator and so I want to have that type of vitality I want to be able to be strong enough to you know fight off ailments and fight off viruses and things like that and like you said I I believe that that comes from taking care of your body holistically and not just, you know, just throwing pills down your throat anytime something is wrong. So um, one thing that you said about the cell phones, man, it made me think because I spent way too much time on my cell phone. And I don't think that we really, um, we don't really understand, I guess, the amount of energy that comes out of that phone as well as what it does to us with the blue light. And I know they were recently talking about like blue light syndrome and even telling people now, especially since we're working from home a lot and doing more things virtually that we needed to do something. I don't know if it was glasses specifically, Mm -hmm. or it was something that they wanted us to do Mm -hmm. to kind of give our eyes and, you know, a rest from this blue light. And I was like, man, like we have kind of, our cell phones for many of us we become a slave to to these phones and not like i said i'm guilty of that i'm working on it but um we we have to do better listeners with putting those phones down giving them a rest because it is sucking out our energy and there's some days where i get up and i'm like god i feel so drained and i could have slept eight to ten hours i'm like but what is it why do i feel so tired why do i feel so worn out why didn't i sleep well and go ahead go ahead I'm sorry. <laughs> and, 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 and not really knowing where that's coming from. I'm like, well, I got, you know, I got good rest. Why am I still tired? Where is this coming from? So. Yeah. And so we're back. Um, and so what we were saying just before the break, um, I was asking you about the cell phone usage and how that's draining to us. So did you kind of want to touch on that a moment for us? Yes, I did, because we spend so much time um, either on our laptop or on our cell phones, even now to our TVs. And our cell phones emit this frequency, this electromagnetic magnetic frequency that really affects us on a cellular level. Like if you purchase a cell phone outside of the U.S., it comes with a, a warning, a big label warning that talks about how the frequencies in our cell phone will affect you and how they're dangerous. But of course, in the US, they don't give you that type of warning. You know, it's not even good to have your cell phone on your person, like to have it in your pocket or or particularly to have it in your wound space or near your breast area or near uh, any of your genitalia area, because it really will affect those areas. It is a direct um, relation between our cell phones and cancer. Research studies have proven that. Um, And so that's why I just feel like we've created so much damage because of that. And 
it's hard to get people to understand it because of the addiction that we have to it. And I've even noticed with talking with clients how people don't have bedtime routines because they're on their phone scrolling until they fall asleep and then they wake mm-hmm. up and they're like, I'm tired. Guilty. I'm, like, well, what I'm guilty. Bed- <laughs> what is your bedtime routine? Are you stopping your phone and the, your television at a certain time? And I encourage everyone, cut it off, 9, 10 o'clock, whatever it is, start decompressing. You have to literally send signals to your brain by doing the same thing every day, so every night rather, so that your brain is saying, this is the decompressing time. It's time for my thoughts to slow down and shift to literally a night mode. Like you have to train your brain to shift to a night mode. And what I tell people to do is, Play a healing frequency, which there are tons of them on YouTube. All you have to do is search healing frequency. You can put in sleep or meditation or peace or happiness, whatever you feel like you're drawn to. Play that while you're in the shower. Take a shower with the light off, light a candle. These are all signals to your brain that will say it's time to light the same smelling candle every single time because it's a sensory that says brain it's time to go to sleep. It's time to be compressed. After you take a shower, don't pick up your phone. Don't turn on the TV. That's a great time to journal your gratitude or read a non-fictional book. Or if you have um, a significant other to make love, if you don't have a significant other, masturbate, like whatever your thing is, to just wind down and decompress and drift into sleep so that you can have a restful sleep but staying on your phone and scrolling and that blue light emitting that electromagnetic magnetic frequency is affecting our brains and it's constantly keeping our brain active it's keeping it's teaching your brain to constantly be distracted you know like if you're on let's just say facebook and you see one thing and then something else pops up or someone comments and then you go to that comment when you were reading a post and then you see a video that someone (laughs) posted and now you're watching a video and then now next thing you know you're in a group and it's like you just went to 10 different things in 30 seconds you know so it's just crazy it's It's like content over content overload essentially and you're right you know I found that you know because I always wake up in the middle of the night and I think it's um I'm not sure if I'm starting like uh pre-menopausal stuff I'm, I, I don't know if that's what it is but I know I wake up and I'm usually hot and it's always around the same time of night three o'clock in the morning and so I might get up and turn the fan on or you know cut the air down a little bit or something and I'll get back in bed and I'll probably be up for about another hour or so and you know I know that I should not because I know it's only going to again you know keep me up but I'll start scrolling on my phone and I'm like okay this it's like it becomes a routine so the same way that you said that we need to create that um that reset and that shutdown routine you know we also create routines when we don't create routines that becomes Mm -hmm. our routine so if we are not having something that we're doing you know that tells us that it's time to shut down it's time to go to sleep it's time to rest and we are you know, constantly on our phones or getting up and doing something else, then that becomes our routine. And so now my body, like you said, it's trained that, okay, when I get up at 3 a.m., I'm going to scroll for about an hour, hour, 45 minutes until I fall back asleep. And like you said, those um, electromagnetic uh, frequencies, uh, frequencies, you know, I'm, I'm again over, you know, getting too much of it because I've got, I've got it all day long. 
working all evening long, depending on if I did work after or outside of that. And now here it is three or four o'clock in the morning. And now I'm just taking in more of that. So thank you for, again, giving us, giving us that tidbit. Um, listeners, I hope that you're paying attention to that because if you're like me and this phone is attached to your hip, we have to get rid of the cell phones. And I'm becoming more conscious of it and more aware of it. Um, but I still know that it's it's always with me. It's right next to me. And at the point at which I can't sleep or I'm restless, the very first thing that I do is pick up my phone. So that's that's my guilty moment. And we I, I know it's something that I need to work on. So thank you. <laughs> you are so welcome. And the and having the level of awareness is is the first step. It's the first step in in the right direction. So I don't know if I know with iPhones they will give you a weekly screen report how much time you've spent on your phone daily and where you have spent um, that time. So you know curving back like if this week you is telling you you spent six hours on your phone the next week you focus on spending five hours a day on your phone or four hours a day on your phone. You know just setting a realistic goal and not teaching yourself to be so distracted like when you pick up your phone to go check an email and then there's a text message and then you're texting and then you from texting you're going to Facebook and, and all you're doing is just teaching yourself to be distracted so just practicing mindfulness when you pick up your phone to go and do exactly what it is you said you were going to do when you pick up your phone you know so you're you're not just spiraling like that and definitely not picking up your phone when you wake up in the middle of the night. That's a, <laughs> that's a good time to just sit and, and pray and meditate. And like I said before, turning on those healing frequencies. I'm pro- I will almost guarantee that if you turn on a healing frequency for sleep and they play anywhere from eight to 10 hours and you allow that to play out into the room, that would really easily help you or anyone else stop waking up at that three o'clock hour. They're theater waves that are designed to just really help the brain drift into deep sleep and staying there. Wow. I'm writing that down. I'm writing that down. I'm definitely (laughs) writing that down. Um, Because even what you said about the candles. So I know that aromatherapy definitely works for me. So um, I have like my little office, which I call my Zen Den. And I would come in here. My children have brought me a little fountain. And so when I needed to like really meditate or just kind of decompress, I would come in here and cut the lights down and burn some incense. And of course, I would have my aromatherapy going. And my, my favorite... Um, essential oil that I burn often is lavender, of course, because it's very, it just kind of speaks to my senses and it definitely calms me and relaxes me. And so I would come in here and get those candles going, get that aromatherapy going. And I would put on like um, soft meditation music. I wasn't aware of the healing frequency waves. So I'm going to search for those. Um, But yeah, I will definitely do that. And I'm trying to think there was something else that you just said. Uh, hopefully it will come back to me. Um, but it was something that you had mentioned that I wanted to highlight, but I guess we'll come back to. Hey there winners. I hope that you all have enjoyed the interview thus far with our modern medicine woman, Nikki Bell. She's given us so much information, but the interview is not over. So please make sure that you click on part two of interview with the modern medicine woman, Nikki Bell.